Good morning. Uh, welcome to worship. My name is Andy Nelms, and I have the privilege of being the associate pastor here at Lover's Lane and uh, the pastor here at Thrive. And I just, uh, I want to welcome you, each of you online, those of you who are on Facebook, on YouTube, on our website, wherever you are, however you're worshiping this morning, we are, are just so blessed to get to worship with you. And I am so excited uh, to share with you in this new sermon series called Open. Uh, this is a series of open conversations on relationships. We're going to be uh, in a conversation about relationships both this week and next week. Um, and I'm really excited um, for this Sunday to, talk, to introduce the series. And then next week, actually, my wife Melissa and I uh, are going to have a conversation um, for the sermon uh, 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 about how to define the relationship in, in all of our relationships, not our, only our marriages or our dating relationships with our friends, with our neighbors, with our coworkers. And, and so I'm so excited. One of my favorite things is about preaching about relationships. It's, I think it's just so important um, because what I've realized, and maybe you've learned this as well, what I've realized is that, you know, the church hasn't always done a great job about talking about relationships and how to live into those really well and how to have specifically difficult conversations. It's just something really, really hard to do. And, and so I'm really excited to get to share with you in this series. You know, whenever I first got started in ministry, uh, I, I was in Oklahoma. I was an associate pastor, and, um, and there was a man there about my age who, um, you know, was clearly in need of some help. And so I offered to, um, to have coffee with this person, and um, these coffees turned into once-a-week coffees, and this person clearly needed help, and, um, and, and so we started to meet once a week for coffee, and, and these coffees weren't just like a one-hour meeting, but turned into like three-hour coffees that really started to kind of eat up my day. And what I realized is that they weren't necessarily conversations. They were more just kind of one-sided where this person would tell me about their issues and tell me about their problems. And this went on for a period of time. And, and as a pastor, I felt like this was one of my responsibilities, was, was to sit here and have coffee with this person. But, but what I soon realized is that I, I was losing the ability to kind of do some ministry. I was losing the ability to kind of do some work. And, and, and I didn't really feel like I was making a lot of progress with this person. And, and we kept on doing this for quite a while, these coffees where these things just ate up these huge sections of my time. until so finally, this, this person had kind of a, a, a public moral failure, and, and, and things started kind of crumbling around him. And, and I realized that our conversations weren't really helping. That, that as a pastor, I felt like it was my responsibility to sit in these conversations and, and kind of listen uh, once a week for, for several hours. But what I realized is my interaction with this person wasn't really making a difference. Why? Because I hadn't set up appropriate boundaries. I hadn't set up barriers in our conversations to allow both of us to be honored in this relationship. And I realized that, you know, this is something that, you know, I kind of learned growing up in the church. You know, there were always those people, I, I grew up in a small town in Oklahoma, and there were always those people in the church, you know, that, that maybe caused some problems, that maybe caused some issues. There were people who were always kind of, you know, maybe a little unhappy or, or maybe a little overbearing, and, and there were always these people in the church, and, and I always heard the kind of side conversations about those people that, you know, well, that's just who they are. You know, we're just going to let them be, don't bother them, don't worry them, nobody needs to address it, we just need to let it go. And that's what I learned kind of subliminally that, that really, you know, the, the, the Christian thing to do was, was to not set any boundaries, was just kind of let these people be. What I've realized now through 
11 years of ministry is that that's not the case. That our relationships suffer when we haven't set up healthy boundaries. Our relationships suffer whenever we haven't set up healthy boundaries. This is not only true in the church. This is not only true for those people who are unhappy, who are maybe overbearing. This is true for all of our relationships. I want to let you know that if you're watching this morning, maybe you're here for the first time, or maybe you're the first time in a long time. Maybe you don't know what you believe about Jesus. I, I want to let you know that, that I think this is important for all of us. People who believe in Jesus and people who don't alike, that healthy boundaries are important for all of us. And so this morning, we're going to talk a little bit about that, that how do you set up healthy boundaries? And how do you help people? How do you actually help people that are in need of help? It's almost, if you imagine, um, this morning we're going to be um, learning a lot of stuff about boundaries, and it, and it comes from a book actually called Boundaries. It's a, um, by Henry Cloud and John Townsend. If you have not yet read this book, I would strongly recommend it to you. I think we have a picture of it here. That This book, Boundaries, is one of the books that I recommend most often. And, and, and anytime somebody comes to me and they have some kind of issue with their family member or with their friend or with their spouse, I, I recommend this book to them and just say, you know what, I, there's not much I can tell you that's not already in this this book. I would strongly recommend to you, and in the book, um, Clyde and Townsend have this analogy. And they say, imagine, you know, you have a, a yard and you have a sprinkler system to water your yard. Um, but imagine your neighbor doesn't, right? They have a yard, but they don't have a sprinkler system, and they don't water their yard. Now imagine that all of your sprinkler heads are pointed towards your neighbor's yard. What would happen? Well, you would spend money on the water, and, and you would be responsible for making sure that that sprinkler system turns on, yet your lawn would continue to die, while your neighbor would have a lush green lawn. And every morning they walked out, they would see this lush green lawn, and they would think they don't need to change anything about their life. Why? Because everything is already working out for them. They don't have a problem, yet you're the one who has the problem. When we haven't set up appropriate boundaries, when we haven't allowed others to experience the consequence of their actions, then our boundaries are completely thrown off. And we haven't lived fully into the abundant life that Christ has promised us. Talk a little bit about this. We're going to read from the book of Galatians. If you have your Bible, I would encourage you to go ahead and grab it. Um, I, I think the Bible is probably the most important thing that we can engage with. And so I want to encourage you to grab it wherever it is, or, or maybe you use your phone. However you use the Bible, I want to encourage you to do it. Mark it up. Make highlights. Make notes. Um, pray that God might guide you in this time. Again, regardless of what you believe. Just, just experiment and practice with this this morning. So we're going to be in the book of Galatians. It's um, the, the later half of the Bible we call the New Testament. And we're in Galatians chapter 6 this morning. And uh, we're going to start in verse 2. The writer says this, Bear one another's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. Bear one another's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. That word burden there in the Greek can also be translated as boulder, as a boulder. And, and so we are told to bear one another's burdens. Why? Because in this way we fulfill the law of Christ. A burden is something that you can't carry on your own. And so it makes sense that, that if a friend of ours has something that they can't carry on their own, that we are invited to carry, help them carry that. 
right? Why? Because that's what Christ did for us. Christ literally took a burden that we could not carry on our own, right? He took sin and death from us. He he helped us carry it. And so we are in the same way invited to find others who have burdens and help them carry those loads. But there are characteristics of burdens. There are characteristics of of burdens, and I want to share them with you. The first characteristic of a burden is that it's usually a sudden event. It's usually something, something happened, and, and it was unexpected, right? The, the, the death of a loved one or, or a family member is a sudden event, something that happened that is a burden to us. Another characteristic of a burden is that it is time-sensitive. Usually, in the best cases, there are, there are barriers, time barriers to a burden, saying, I need help from here to here. And if somebody asks you for help, you might encourage them to put a time on that. How long do you need help with that? How, how long will this last? Usually it is time sensitive and typically it is not self-inflicted. Typically burdens are, are things that we do not select into, right? Typically burdens are not things that we have opted in. Again, examples might be a death, a medical diagnosis, a job loss, things that have happened suddenly they are not self-inflicted that are typically Time sensitive. We are invited to, if we have the ability of those loved ones that have burdens to help them carry those loads, right? To, to bear one another's burdens, to help them carry those boulders. And then the writer continues in Galatians. Again, we are in chapter six, um, in verse three through five, the writer says these words For if those of you who are nothing think they are something, they deceive themselves. All must test their own work. Then that work, rather than their neighbor's work, will become a cause for pride. Listen to this in verse 5. For all must carry their own loads. So the writer says, you know, we aren't called to be given up to pride. That we are called to be on guard of pride, to not think too much of one's own work because we have all born together. We have all banded together to carry these things together. And, and so one is not necessarily even better than the other that we have come together in one community in Christ. And so don't give way to pride. And then he ends the passage with these words. For all must carry their own loads. Well, we began this passage in in verse 2, that we were called to bear one another's burdens, but now we are invited to carry each other's loads, or to carry our own loads. Well, that word load there, uh, characteristic of a load, it can also be called a knapsack or, or, or a backpack. And a characteristic of a load is something that is long-term, something that is, that is long-term, that is continuing. And typically, it is self-selected. An example of a load might be a mortgage, a housing payment, a, a rent, bills, everyday expenses, caring for our children, or even our, our pets or, or each other. These, these are loads. These are things that we've opted into. And these are things that we are invited to carry ourselves. You know, uh, if, you, if you, you know, have gone on a flight recently or, or maybe you're like me and haven't gone on one in a while and I kind of look forward to going back into the airport, you know, there's always that moment, right, whenever you check your bags into the airport. There's always that moment, you know, when you, when you, you check your bags and they ask you that question, has anyone else packed your bag for you? 
you know, it always seems just like a kind of a silly question, you know, like, like but I'm sure, you know, in terms of liability and, and accountability, they have to ask this question, right? So has anybody packed your bags for you? And, and I wonder about that. Has anybody ever said, you know, yeah, actually somebody did pack this bag for me. You know, I met them on the street and they, you know, threw things into my, no, but, but that always seems like a silly question. Has anybody packed your bag for you? Has anybody given you a load to carry? And many times the answer is yes. That there are these everyday things that, that each person is expected to carry on their own, yet somehow they got put into our bag. And so we are invited this morning to, to help each other with burdens, but to carry our own loads and empower others to carry their loads as well. We'll talk about how to do that, but um, just to help kind of establish um, what these things are this morning, I, we're going to play a game, and, and I, I don't know how this is going to work, but um, we're going to play a game. I call it Load or Burden, and so uh, I'm going to, you know, give a sentence, and then you are going to say whether this is a load or a burden. Again, um, a burden is a boulder, right? Something you cannot carry your own, something you need help with. A load is something you're expected to, to help, you know, kind of build yourself up and carry on your own. And so this is the question. This is a load or a burden. I'm going to give you a sentence. You're going to, I don't know, shout out the TV. Comment. Comment below. Let us know on Facebook what this is, right? Um, okay, so this is the first scenario. My uncle died. Can you bring us lunch? My uncle died. Can you bring us lunch? Is this a load or a burden? Say, I don't know, anybody here? It, it's a burden, right? It's a burden. Somebody has died. You know, this was a sudden event, something we did not expect, and it's time sensitive. Can you bring us lunch? Right? Not can, can you bring us, you know, every meal from now to eternity? You know, this is, this is a burden, right? This is something that we are ex um, expected to help each other carry. Here, here's another scenario. Let me know if this is a load or a burden. Can you pay for our groceries from now on? Can you pay for our groceries from now on? Is this a load or a burden? It's a load, right? It's a load. These are bills. These are things we're expected to help carry on our own. If somebody asks you these things, can you help us pay for our groceries from now on? The answer is, how can I help you do that? You know, how can, I, how can I help you pay for those groceries from now on? Maybe it's, you know, giving them a little bit here and saying, this is time sensitive. This is for now. Or maybe it's connecting them with a nonprofit, something that can actually help them for the long term. That can help them build themselves up to carry those loads themselves. Uh, here's another scenario. Let me know if this is a load or a burden. Comment below. We are at the hospital. Can you water our flowers tomorrow? We are at the hospital. Can you water our flowers tomorrow? Is this a load or a burden? It's a burden, right? It's a burden. Hey, we're at the hospital. You know, this, this thing is, is, you know, typically not self-inflicted. I hope it's not self-inflicted. I hope you being at the hospital. Anyways, um, but um, this, is, this is a burden, right? Something that we're, um, we need help carrying. And then finally, um, here's, here's the last scenario. I'll only go to church if you remind me or bring me. Is that a load or a burden? It's a load, right? It, it, it is your responsibility. If, if you are not a child, if you are not a child, then your spiritual development is your responsibility. And what we see very often are people in relationships who place their spiritual development in somebody else's hands and say, I'll go to church if my wife wants me to go to church. You know, I'll only come to church if my friend reminds me. 
I'm only coming to church, you know, if my, if my husband, you know, turns on the TV and, and, and turns on YouTube. I'll only go to church in those situations. I hope you feel empowered this morning to carry that yourself. We should never do anything out of shame or guilt. This is not a conversation about how you should feel shameful about your actions, but I pray that you would feel empowered as you move forward, empowered to carry your loads and help each other bear their burdens. And so here's what I want to encourage you with today. Just a few things that I want to empower you to do. First of all is to do this, to say no to others' loads and yes to others' burdens as you are able. When somebody invites you to carry their load, you know, I've got this long-term thing that I've self-selected into that I can't keep up with. I need you to help me to do this. I want you to feel empowered to say no. And maybe say no in a loving way to say, can we find you some nonprofits? Can I fi- help find you a counselor? Can I help find you something to help empower you to do this yourself? And what we find is, is that whenever we put those in the right perspective, when we put these loads in the right perspective, when we actually say no to the loads that others are invited to carry themselves, then we can actually say yes to the burdens. We can actually help the people who need help. Then in sudden events, in in things that are time sensitive, we can actually help in those situations because we have said no. Because we have said no, then we get to say yes. And here's the key, as you are able, as you are able to help carry those burdens, we can actually help other people. And here's one of the keys I want to encourage you. Don't let a burden turn into a load. If we see this same catastrophic event come up in a person's life over and over and over again, then, then maybe this is a personal responsibility of a loved one, of a friend, and we need to have a serious conversation and a loving conversation in a way to be able to say, This is not life-giving. This is life-taking. And encourage those people to carry something on their own. And what we find is, when we have those conversations with others, we we place value in, in others. And we say, I believe in you. I think God has created you with with special abilities and strengths to be able to carry some of these things on your own. And we place value in ourselves. We say, you know what, I, I think this is something that, that I don't have to do. This is something that, that I value myself too much to be caught into. And in the end, we, we honor God. We say, I think God has created us to have this kind of conversation. And so say no to others' loads and yes to others' burdens as you are able. I also want to encourage you to do this, to to take some loads out of your knapsack. Take some loads out of your knapsack. Be able to say, you know what, I, I'm overextended at this point. You know, I, I've got too many regular responsibilities. I, I really can't help with other people's burdens right now. And maybe this is an invitation for you. Maybe this quarantine, maybe this pandemic is a perfect time to take a look at all the responsibilities that you have the daily grind that you have and to simply let some loads go. Maybe it's your budget. Maybe you say, you know what, right now in our finances, we just can't do anything else. Then, then maybe you're overextended. Maybe now is the time to take a look at your mortgage and say, you know what, we're, we're simply paying too much for the house that we're in. We need to find another place. 
Or maybe it's, you know, the, the laundry list of, of monthly um, subscriptions that you have, you know, some of which you, you don't even use anymore and say, you know what, th- these things we can let go so that we can actually live into the life that God has for us. I encourage you to take some loads out of your knapsack and finally ask for help with your burdens. For some of us, this might be the hardest part. We enjoy helping other people. It makes us feel good. It gives us those, those warm fuzzies. But when it comes to ourselves, we, we don't like asking for help. And especially if we haven't given appropriate boundaries to our friends and our family, that, that we've ended up overextending ourselves with other people and, and we sometimes regret helping other people, then we are definitely less likely to ask for help with our own burdens. Why? Because we assume that other people feel the same way about helping us that we do about helping other people. But when we place appropriate boundaries here, when we place appropriate boundaries with our friends, our family, and our loved ones, then we can actually feel freedom to help in those burden situations. Bear up one another's burdens, and in so doing you will fulfill the law of Christ. For all must carry their own loads. Friends, Jesus didn't die so that we would be stuck in dependent relationships. Jesus didn't die so that we would end up regretting each other. Jesus died, for he said, that they may have life and have it in abundance. And this is the beginning of that abundant life that Christ has promised us. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, let us pray. God, we pray for your Holy Spirit now. We pray that your presence would descend upon us wherever we are, God. Whatever is going on in our living rooms right now, whatever is going on while we wash dishes, whatever is going on while we do laundry, while we take care of those things that need to be taken care of, God, I pray that you would bless us. That we would have an ability to stop in these moments and simply experience your presence. And God, we pray right now that the power of your Holy Spirit would give us the strength to bear one another's burdens. God, that we have carved out margin in our life so that when another comes to us and has this sudden event, this thing that has happened in their life where they need help, we can offer it. And God, we pray strength to carry our own loads, to determine those things in our life that we are invited to carry ourselves and to empower our loved ones, our neighbors, our friends, and our family members, to empower them to carry those things themselves. And God, the ability to have tough conversations. Maybe this morning has really made us aware that, that we need to have a conversation with somebody, that, that we need to have a discussion, we need, to, we need to have a phone call, a Zoom call, a FaceTime with somebody to say, hey, this is not working out. This is really not going well for me. God, we pray that we would have the ability to do this so that we can value other people 
we can honor ourselves and ultimately that we will glorify you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And all of God's people said, Amen.